What's up, sisters and friends? Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back. Y'all, I'm so excited to dive into this week's podcast because last time I had my mom on, we talked about, is it okay biblically for Christians to get tattoos? And we had such a great conversation just opening the word and just really seeking the heart of Jesus over that topic. And it was awesome. So many of y'all dived in with us and love that. And then I asked at the end, hey, if you have other questions that you want us to dive into that are maybe hard topics, maybe topics you've never understood, please leave comments. And we had so many comments of, tons of different topics that we hope to get to and we want to get to. I think this is going to be an ongoing series of just opening the word and trying to understand the heart of Jesus and conversations that might be hard to talk about. And so today we're actually going to talk about modesty. A lot of you uh, brought up the topic of modesty and modesty is a really hard topic to cover. Actually, even when I was looking up modesty in the church, um, I wasn't really finding a lot of resources on YouTube. I wasn't really finding, actually my video popped up first uh, that I did four years ago. And I was like, wow, I, I definitely didn't think my video was gonna be the top one when you type in, you know, modesty in the church, um, but it was. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool because when I talked about modesty four years ago on a YouTube video, maybe we can link it somewhere that you can see it. It was about a four to five minute long video of me just kind of sharing something that God kind of revealed to me about modesty. And I think that um, that hit for a lot of people because something I saw in the comments mainly was like, wow, like thank you for not shaming people who dress immodestly because a lot of times when people talk about modesty, it can come with a lot of shame for those who don't dress modestly or it can come with almost just like a rude spirit um, or a judgmental spirit. And that is not in any way, shape or form the way that we want to present the topic of modesty. And I actually think that that can be really dangerous in and of itself. And so mom and I were talking about modesty the other day and we were like, even us talking about it, it's like a messy conversation. It's not mm -hmm. perfect. We don't have all the answers. It's not perfectly laid out or um, said in maybe even the best way. But mom was like, you know what? Like we should do this podcast even if we don't have the perfect thing to say because even people listening to this conversation, I think is gonna grow us closer to the Lord and grow us in a better understanding of this topic. And hopefully can change our hearts in some ways, you know, yeah. for what that looks like. And if you're someone who's uber modest, maybe you can uh, soften your heart towards those who are. And if you're someone who's not modest at all, maybe this will help you consider what it looks like to dress in a, in a modest way and not even dress, but represent modesty in your life. And that's what I talked about in that four to five minute video it was more like modesty is not so much of just what you wear, but it's what you represent. And I think that that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We're going to open the Bible once again. We're going to read what the Bible says. We're going to unpack that. And then we're going to kind of talk about culture and also even take it to the definition of what modesty is by like Google. What is What actually is <laughs> modesty? So I'm really excited. Mom, you want to dive in just by starting with uh, scripture, but also just want to say you dress very modestly today. Thank you. <laughs> I actually thought about it when I put this. I like did not <laughs> intend to like wear a turtleneck when we talk about modesty, but I put it on. And I was like, wait a minute. Did I subconsciously just choose a turtleneck today because of this conversation? Like, what is but modest? It's fall. It's it's, yeah, you it's know, fall. and, and like, this isn't style, right? This isn't style. Okay, you thank great. You. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Um, yeah, I love that we're talking about this. I do think that um, it is interesting as we talked, you know, just at the house the other day, it was so interesting how we were like 
just kind of like all around it. We were yeah. just like, okay, there's no like, we don't we don't know exactly what we're going to say on this podcast, but let's just have this conversation yeah. publicly for other people to to listen to. And I think a part of what's good about that is, you know, in your comments and in people asking, like people are genuinely asking and they're asking for a reason because they really want to understand the heart of God. They want to yeah. do they want to do what the Bible what God's word tells us to do. They want to yeah. live in, in that way. And it's not because like, I want to be judgmental or I want to be like, try to get away with something or I want to whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I actually want to understand the heart of God in this, yeah. in this topic, in this matter. And so um, let's have a conversation about it. Let's and, do it. All right. I'm excited. So, I was thinking that if you grew up in the church at all, grew up in the youth group, there's one scripture in the Bible that you definitely heard, you definitely were read, you definitely, you know, it's like the go-to modesty scripture. And as I was looking, I think it's really the only place that actually says something, you know, explicitly explicitly the word word modesty. modesty. Right. Okay. So that's 1 Timothy and it's 2.9. All right. And it says, um, this is Paul, you know, writing to... um, to Timothy, his son in the faith is what he said. And he's giving instructions for worship and for the church, for the overseers and deacons and all that. And so he says this right here. I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. And so um, I think a lot of times where we've gone with that, at least I remember in youth group, where we went with that is like, oh, dress modestly. That means, you know, wear the turtleneck or and don't wear the swimsuit. Make sure you wear yeah. a t-shirt and shorts if you're swimming with boys, you know, all this kind of thing. But as I, you know, even when I was a teenager, I was like, but wait a minute, that's actually, actually yeah. <laughs> modestly. And then it goes on to, to explain kind of what women to dress modestly what does that look like with decency and propriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or expensive clothes? Yeah. And if you look up the defini- definition of modesty, it's not about wearing a turtleneck or covering your whole body. It's really about simpli- like synonyms for modesty or, syn- or simplicity. Yeah. Um, things like, yeah. you know, not yeah. over, not, I pulled this not overindulgence, not yeah. things like that. And actually, when you think about it that way, I think, uh, particularly for the American church, like that can even be more challenging. Yeah, because we're wearing jewelry right now. Yeah, I, I have on gold earrings. You know, sometimes I braid my hair. Yeah, I love <laughs> and, to braid my hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, like what is he saying right here? And I think like everything else, because Jesus always takes yeah. it back to the heart of the matter. What's the heart yeah. of the matter? And, um, and I think that's what we need to actually yeah. look at today. I wanted to read first Peter because in first Peter three, it also talks about this, but it's interesting because, so that was Paul talking, this is Peter and they say kind of the same thing essentially, but what it says, it's talking about wives and husbands. And in first Peter three, three, it says, do not let your adorning. So your beauty be external, the braiding of the hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, which right there, like, I thought it was interesting that he mm-hmm. also referenced the braiding of the hair and the gold jewelry because I guess like at the time that would have been like the extravagant you know like braiding your hair like nowadays if I braid my hair it's because my hair is greasy you know (laughs) it's like I actually just need a few more days like Mm -hmm. braid my hair you know or gold jewelry I mean that's just trendy it's not Mm -hmm. I don't not really draw much attention about wearing Mm -hmm. my gold jewelry but at the time it was but then but then it says this um 
or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning, let your beauty be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which God's sight is, which in God's sight is very precious. And I just thought that was so good. And I think like so many times, like the church, it's like we get focused on like, okay, the braiding of the hair, the gold jewelry, Mm -hmm. instead of like, no, like what actually are they talking about? They're Mm -hmm. talking about like the imperishable beauty, like true modesty is like the gentle and the quiet spirit of your heart. Like that's what Mm -hmm. is like precious to the Lord. And I think Mm -hmm. why we get so caught up on like the gold jewelry, like the braided hair, and then we're like checking out as anybody, but nobody's actually like in the church being like, oh, you have braided hair, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it's like you didn't wear a t-shirt, you know, when you were Mm -hmm. swimming or you – um, your shorts are longer than like yeah. your fingertips or like, mm-hmm. is your hand like the cleavage <laughs> to the tank top? Like, yeah. and the spaghetti strap, is it, you know, covering your shoulder, you know, yeah. all those things. And all of a sudden, like, we're focusing on like what the like culture and like mm-hmm. the trends are instead mm-hmm. of like what actually God was originally asking of us. Like, where is your heart? Like, right. do you have a gentle, do you have a quiet spirit? Which yeah. I do think is a challenge, especially mm-hmm. for this generation. And yeah. I wanted to read the definition of modesty. This is a definition of modesty. It says, the quality or state, there's three definitions, obviously a little bit different meanings for each of these, but I'm just going to read them all. It says, the quality of state of being unassuming or moderate in the, estim- in the estimation of one's abilities. Then it says the quality of being relatively moderate, limited or small in amount, rate or level. Then it says the behavior, manner or appearance intended to avoid impropriety or indecency. Impropriety. Impropriety. Thank you. <laughs> I am dyslexic. <laughs> Impropriety or indecency. I actually am dyslexic. I'm not knocking on dyslexic people. I mispronounce things all the time. Or indecency. And I think that um, like – just reading this, I'm like, that is such a challenge for this generation yeah. because everything culture is telling you to do is like, like basically like be being bold. crazy to yourself, put like yourself be bold, out there. put yourself out there, live the best you, make like, sure people notice you. Yes, you like know? do people like you? Like are people uh-huh. commenting on your picture? Like are you noticed? Are you, um, and even like when you see like the trends of culture, like it is like Less is definitely more to them. Mm-hmm. All the jewelry, all the crazy hair, mm-hmm. all the things like because you're trying to like draw attention to like who you are. Yeah. And so like to live modestly is to live completely counterculture right, right now. Mm-hmm. And to be like, hey, like I'm actually okay with being mm-hmm. quiet in spirit. I'm yeah. actually okay with sitting here and being mm-hmm. content and and who I am without needing to prove myself by what I wear and needing right. to prove myself by how loud I am or prove myself by um, all the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. or that I'm known for. And so one of the things I wrote down, I wrote down like three questions that I think are kind of like good questions to ask yourself. And um, one of them was like, are you dressing out of a place of contentment or like to get something? Yeah. And I think that like, oh, I think that that is a standard of like modesty. Like mm-hmm. am I, if I'm dressing from a place of contentment, like I'm dressing the way that I want to dress because I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel beautiful. I think it's okay. You yeah, want to feel beautiful. Feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel like myself. I feel authentic to who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to dress in such a way to get attention. I'm trying yeah. to dress in such a way to get approval. I'm not trying to dress in such a way to get other people to notice me. Mm-hmm. I think like if you're dressing in such a way to get attention, to get people yeah. to notice you, to get certain attention in certain areas, yeah. well, I think that's immodest. Yeah. But to dress in such a way that comes from contentment, to feel beautiful, to feel lovely, to feel like you are being totally authentic to who uh, mm-hmm. you're created to be, then I think that that's a modest way to dress. So that's I think good. you can't say like, 
oh, well, is it a tank top? Is it shorts? Is it this? Is it that? I don't even think that's like the right way to look at it. I think Mm -hmm. it's like, are you content? Yeah. Or are you trying to prove something? Right. Are you trying to get attention for yourself because of the expensiveness of your clothes, yeah. the flashiness of it, or because of the sexual attention that you might get in the yeah. way that you dress. Like all those things are ways that we can to, can be immodest. Yeah. But it's not about it's 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 back to the heart. Yeah. You know? It's not about a specific list of rules and regulations that make you modest, you know. Yeah. It's about the heart. Yeah. And again, if it was about the certain rules and things like that, then we still shouldn't braid our hair. Right. But mm-hmm. once again, if you look at my heart when I braid my hair, like mm-hmm. I said, I got mm-hmm. greasy hair. It's not about <laughs> trying to trying to get any kind of attention. Yeah. It's not about trying to uh, be extravagant. It's about trying to be yeah. practical, honestly. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about how if you look at culture, mm-hmm. even today, you know, the way people dress in different cultures around the world is different. Yeah. You know, it's, it's different. What is acceptable in so one true. place is not acceptable somewhere else. What's acceptable, just even just in culture. Yeah. If you look at, you know, over time periods, you know, if you look at what was, what the dress that was acceptable in that time period yeah. and what's acceptable now, even if you look at situations, like what would you wear to the beach if I wore it to the office? That's would be, so true. Would cause a lot of totally. attention. That's so true. You know, if I wore what I wore to the beach, to the office, it would be like, whoa, it would draw attention to me and would not be modest. But what I wear and I wear it to the beach, it's it's appropriate for the situation. And so I think that that's something that we have to be careful of is not to put, assign like biblical truth to things that change culturally, change over yeah. time and all that. But the biblical truth that is there, yeah. that is eternal, is the gentle and quiet spirit, the modesty, the, the things that are in the heart. That's so good. Sure. That will always remain true. And that was even true in First Samuel whenever they were going to anoint the new king, right? Mm-hmm. And Sam is going to anoint the new king. And God's about to call David to be the new king. Well, David was the last son of Jesse. He's a shepherd boy. He's not fit to really be king. And God tells Samuel, don't look at the outward appearance. Man looks yeah. at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah. Well, that same truth is still true here in the New Testament, mm-hmm. like a long time later, right. you know? Yes. And they're mm-hmm. still saying, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, but mm-hmm. God looks at the heart. And it's still true. Like, yeah. we can look at the outward appearance, but like God looks at the heart. And yeah. so when we're judging people, like you can't judge mm-hmm. people based on their outward appearance. Like you yeah. also need to yeah. look at the heart and look at your own heart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, respond from a place of that. When we um, talk about judging people, I think that like, um, for me sometimes, like I in the past have been like judgmental about people that, um, I see if it's like a designer, something that I know costs a lot of money. I'm like, you know, that could have been used better. You know, so yeah. like in modesty, like we can we can judge people yeah. in every way. People people do that to me. Like they'll see some shoes I wear and know the the cost of them and be like, that's too much to spend on a pair of shoes. Yeah. So like those kind of things, it's like we can all look at them differently. Something that's expensive to me might not be expensive to you. Something that's not yeah. expensive to you might seem expensive to me, you know, but yeah. you might say like, oh, that's a good price. And someone else be like, what? That's ridiculous. You yeah. know? So those are things that like change and they change over time yeah. because 
what is expensive, you know, back in 1910, what was expensive then, now we'd be like, yeah. that's nothing. That's so, so cheap. So those are the things that aren't the truth to stand on that, that changes with culture and changes with time and changes with who you are and where you're at, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so good. And, and you really have to be careful about that because even um, Judas was so judgmental about Mary. Um, was it Mary? Yeah, Mary Martha. When her decision to, it's like, you could have spent that like Something so much else. better. Yeah, you could have uh-huh. like you could have given that money to the poor, and he's right. like judging her. And Jesus is like, "Don't judge her. Like, yeah, surely this this moment mm-hmm. like will be remembered like yeah throughout the mm-hmm. history of time because like she was preparing him for his uh, death, which she didn't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, she was doing, but what she was doing, she was like pouring it all out to Jesus. And so mm-hmm. like you don't know people's heart. And I always say this, like I told Christian this because. Um, there was a time where I was like excited to buy something that was really expensive and it was a designer thing. And I was like, you know, God, I just want to say like, if there was ever a moment that you asked me to give this to someone, I would, uh-huh. you know, and That's good. like, and I, I try to live my life like that. Yeah. Like if I'm going to buy something for me, I'll buy it for me. Mm-hmm. But like, I know like this is not mine. Like mm-hmm. I would give this up tomorrow if I saw someone who needed it. You might say, that's crazy that you even have that conversation when mm-hmm. you're buying a purse or when you're buying shoes. But I think it's important that in whatever we do, we do have that heart posture. And I wanted to actually read that in 1 Corinthians because I thought this was applicable to this conversation. 1 Corinthians 10 31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I was like, Man, that is so good because it's like whatever you do, whether it's eating, drinking, dressing, right. acting, living, whatever, your yeah. job, like do it all for the glory of God. And so that was like my second question to ask yourself. I was like, who are you glorifying? Like, are you glorifying self or are mm-hmm. you glorifying God? And the other one was, what are you reflecting? You know, yeah. what what are you reflecting? And I think my my question in that is, are you reflecting culture, you yeah. know, or are you reflecting mm-hmm. Christ? And yeah. I think that it's not that you can't be trendy. Yeah. Like, I, I want to dress trendy. I want mm-hmm. to dress cute. I, I actually, I like fashion. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fun way to represent who you are. Um, it's a creative way to represent who you are. It's fun. It's all those things. But it's like, do I care more about fitting in with culture or really representing like my ultimate mission? Mm-hmm. And I think that there are certain things that definitely do look more like culture and yeah. definitely do look more like, you know, what I'm actually trying to represent. And I think mm-hmm. that just comes with respecting yourself, you yeah. know, respecting yourself enough to say, yeah. you know, I don't need to show that part of my body because yeah. that's, that's private because mm-hmm. that's me and that's for me and my husband you know that's not for anybody else to see Mm -hmm. and mom and I were talking about this and I think this is important um to like talk about in this conversation is that you know modesty culture in the church can actually be pretty dangerous you know um I think that a lot of people have experienced it in a negative way and they've gone the complete opposite um and I've experienced Mm -hmm. a lot of hurt from modesty culture and Christianity um I remember when Duck Dynasty first started, I would wear my blue jean shorts on the show and we would have so many Christians be like, you know, are you even a Christian? Like the way that you dress is so immodest or people would say uh, to me that I'm setting a bad example for this generation Mm -hmm. because of the immodesty I dress in. And like, it honestly like made Mm -hmm. me feel so much like pressure and also like so sad and confused because I'm like, Mm -hmm. wait, does that make me not like a Christian, does that make yeah. me not like when that's actually not at all like right. what Christianity mm-hmm. really is? And plus, like as a teenager, like hearing people say that, mm-hmm. 
I remember thinking, I can see why so many celebrities who grew up in the church turn and just like go worldly because it honestly makes you want to. Like when people say Mm -hmm. that, I'm like, this is really, this makes, well, watch me. Yeah. Like watch me do it Mm -hmm. because it kind of makes you want to rebel. This is what the church is about. This is what Christians are about. Yeah. Just picking apart whenever you're doing something, you know, you're, you're, you know, you, you believe you're representing Christ when you're, you're on TV or whatever and you are. But then they're going to pick apart like, okay, you wore these short shorts. I remember the the second, I think it was yeah. the second night second of Dancing with the Stars. And you had on denim shorts and like. And a tank top. And but it was not even, not even it was like a tank top. It was a button up. Yeah, I mean, a well, I mean, you can go back and it watch like it. Thick, it was the country yeah. episode. And, um, and, you know, the shorts weren't anything different than anyone would wear, you know, to the mall or whatever. But you got a lot of. Of hate for that, and it was it was very hurtful to you. Super hurtful. It was very hurtful. It made you question everything. It made you, and I was like, no. It was really hard too because like I was on Dancing with the Stars and like truly felt like I was being like a light, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and like representing, yeah, you know, Christianity and like who Jesus is and like showing people God's Mm -hmm. love there and like I mean I would literally like pray over CBS Mm -hmm. Studios like every Monday night and just like really believe that like God was gonna do something there and God did do something and like Mm -hmm. even the judges kept saying like you're such a light and all this stuff like Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to describe it's like this Mm -hmm. light and it was like like the world was noticing that and the the Christians were noticing my short shorts right and it was like everything that I was doing wrong Mm -hmm. like the dance moves that they felt were immodest Mm -hmm. the clothing that they felt was immodest like picking me apart and it was so hurtful and literally that week I don't know if you remember how much I cried you did how hurt I I was how Mm -hmm. like I was just like so confused like questioning Mm -hmm. so much and um so that's hurtful yeah and and Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one that's gone through that like a lot of people have gone through that you don't have to be on Dancing with the Stars Mm -hmm. to go through that yeah um and so that, I think, uh-huh. is something that needs to be addressed, and I yeah. don't think you should ever be, like, shaming people or picking people apart. Like, I mean, if, if we're going to be like Jesus, Jesus didn't judge mm-hmm. from the outward appearance. He looked at the heart yeah. of people's life. And But I also think, like, in the same light, it's also dangerous. So it's dangerous to be a part of that culture, mm-hmm. but it's also really dangerous to dress super provocatively. Yeah. And there's a lot of consequences that do come with that. Yeah. So I do think, like, you have to be wise. Like, mm-hmm. don't dress, you yeah. know, like— well, I think whenever we, you know, I do think we need to address that in yeah. this talk because we're talking about, you know, modesty and like, and, you know, whenever you look back at modesty, it doesn't always mean, you know, dressing sexual or provocatively. Mm-hmm. But in this talk, I think we should talk about that as well, because I do think it's back to the heart. You know, it's like, for me, like, I don't want people to notice me because of that, you know, because of whatever, you know, I don't want people to notice me outside of my husband to notice me sexually or whatever. I want people to notice me because I'm smart or funny or or kind Mm -hmm. or or whatever, you know, all these things. I'm joyful, those kind of things. And I think as, you know, as women, we do need to kind of look at that and think like, sometimes, you know, women, we, we do, we put that out there. We're like, oh, notice me for my brain. But then we're, we're, you know, trying to put these yeah. sexual images out there. And so I yeah. don't think we have to be be thoughtful of that. Now, is that does that mean it's our responsibility for what men think of us? No, no. it's not. It's not our responsibility. The Bible talks about, when it talks about lust, it, it says, if you look at a woman lustfully, you know, committed adultery in your heart, and it goes on, he goes on to say, Jesus says this, he says, if your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. 
So it's not like if you're looking at someone lustfully and it's causing you to sin, make that woman cover up. It does not yeah. say that. It says yeah. if you're looking at someone lustfully and it's causing you to sin, pluck your own eye out. So you take responsibility yeah. for yourself and your own sin. And that's such a good point to bring up because so many women do feel so much pressure to not dress in such a way that, you know, let men stumble. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the verse that talks about don't, you know, do anything that would cause a hindering block or yeah. to, to make another man stumble. And it says it in Romans um, 14, if you want to read it, it says, yeah. do not cause another to stumble, which I think we should address this verse because mm-hmm. I know so many people are thinking, well, that's, I like what you're saying, Corey, but it does yeah. say don't cause another man to stumble. Right. Yeah. So there's these things that are clean or unclean, but but it's not that that's what's clean or unclean. Yeah. It's the heart. It's like, are you doing it as All unto the Lord? To the All goes back to the heart. And so then he goes on to this part where he talks about being a stumble block to or put an obstacle in your brother's way. And all of this is really referring to like food and that kind of thing. But you can apply it. Yes, you can apply it to modesty or to whatever. Um, drinking, you know, if people apply mm-hmm. that a lot of times to alcohol. Like if, if alcohol causes someone back to someone, you shouldn't do that in front of them. Yeah. Things like that. But that all goes back to the heart. But, it, it you know, even in that scripture, it yeah. starts with let us stop passing judgment on one another. Yeah. But... Within yourself, you you need to know if the, if I'm doing something that is intentionally causing a stumbling block to someone else. And sometimes I you are. do it. And yeah. sometimes and you sometimes are. Sometimes you need uh-huh. to say, actually, I am. I love verse 19. So let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbringing, upbuilding. Yeah. Sorry. So let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. And right. it's like, let's just pursue that in all mm-hmm. things that we do. Like, whatever we do, may it not be a stumbling block. And I think, like, sometimes because, like, we hear that one verse with that context, it's like, mm-hmm. if you don't read the Bible and open yeah. it up, you might think that it literally says in the Bible, do not dress a certain way, women, because it will be a stumbling block to mm-hmm. your brother. It actually doesn't say that. This is not even talking about women or the way that we dress or anything. It's mm-hmm. actually talking about food, food. <laughs> you know? Um, but, and, and it's actually talking about not being judgmental because mm-hmm. it says at the beginning of that verse, it's the same verse, therefore let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in, in the way of a brother. And so Good. it's just really important. And, and I yeah. hope that even us doing these is encouraging you when you hear something, even in the mm-hmm. church, when you hear a pastor say it, when you hear, when you see a scripture, uh, when it's just one line on Instagram, go to open up your Bible, read the whole yeah. text, understand um, what they're actually saying and what God's heart actually is for this. You have to understand all these disciples and all these people who are writing the letters to the church are people who walked with Jesus, who knew his heart, who loved his heart and are trying the best they can to start the church based off of what they felt Jesus would have done. And then this word is God breathed. It's God approved Mm -hmm. everything in here. God's like, here's my stamp of approval. This is God breathed. Um, this, This is how I want my church to look. And so it's just important that you don't just take one verse. Yeah. And, and I think that that's why, like, sometimes you take this one verse and you're like, man, this is really hard. This doesn't make sense mm-hmm. or whatever. And there are verses that are hard are hard to understand. Yeah. But then there are others that it's like, actually, that's not really hard to understand. I just misunderstood it because I didn't read the whole context. Yeah. I think the end of that chapter is so good because it just kind of sums it all up. Um, this is verse 22. It says, so whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the man who does not condemn himself at what he approves. But the man who has doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. So it's just, you know, it's back to the heart. It's back to the heart of the matter. Like, if you you feel convicted 
about something mm -hmm. that you wear, whether it's because it's too expensive or whether it's because yeah. it's provocative or sexual or whatever, if you feel convicted about that, then that's sin. Like yeah. you need to you need to be be aware of that and be careful of that. But also don't condemn others or don't be judgmental of yeah. others because of something that God has not convicted within, within yeah. now. That's so good. What do you want to be noticed for? Yeah. You know, and I think we can send send mixed messages in that. Yeah. We can say, notice me for this. In the meantime, I'm putting out this sexual image yeah. by dressing provocatively yeah. or whatever. And it's not, to me, it's not always about like how much fabric there is on your body. Yeah. <laughs> it's about what you're putting out there and, and what you're and trying you to And you know, you know mm -hmm. what you're putting out there and you know the yeah. heart behind why. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember in high school, you know, all the guys are pretty provocative <laughs> in high school and all the guys were like, who has the biggest butt? Who has uh -huh. the biggest boobs? Whose body is the best? You know, and like uh -huh. they're always talking about that. Yeah. So I remember like yeah. wanting my jeans to look good, like <laughs> making sure I'm like, Working the assets I got, you know? And then I'm like, why am I doing this, yeah. you know? Uh -huh. And I actually remember, this uh -huh. is pretty bad, but I remember there's one day I was wearing my little jeans and a guy was behind me and he started singing the song Booty Work behind me. And he was like, left cheek, right cheek, left cheek. And I was like, boy, and I didn't like it. Uh -huh. And I was like, that's inappropriate. Yeah. But then I was like asking myself, well, like I actually have like kind of been wanting people to notice me like uh -huh. that. And then I got noticed like that. And I actually was like, I don't want to be noticed like yeah. that. Like that's actually not the kind of attention I want to draw to myself. Good. And so with that, I have mm -hmm. to ask myself, okay, like, am I willing to stop dressing like that? Right. And am I going to trust that like, God, like, I'm not going to try to get a man based off of, like, these different things mm -hmm. that men are attracted to. Like, yeah. I really want to draw attention from a man who's going to see me mm -hmm. and love me for my heart, who that's I good. am, my personality, because those are the things that's going to last. And yeah, that's good. It's so mm -hmm. great when you get to the point of your heart, that contentment in your heart to say, like, yeah. you know what, God, like, this is this is what I want people to be attracted to, and it's actually yeah. you in me yeah. because that is eternal. And when you when you bring attraction mm -hmm. to yourself based off yeah. something that you know can change, there's actually so much insecurity attached with that mm -hmm. because you know at the end of the day, if this changes, mm -hmm. then they wouldn't love me. Yeah, that's good. When, mm -hmm. If you attract someone to you that is attracted to you because of you and your heart and the Lord in you, those are the things mm -hmm. that are never going to change. There's so much confidence just because it's like yeah. I can be going through the worst day or I could – not look very cute today or yeah. gain a little weight in this season or whatever. But like mm -hmm. the love for me is not going to change because I didn't attract them by yeah. the temporary things. I attracted them for, by the eternal right. things. That's good. And I think like that's so important yeah. that, you know, um, you attract people with the things that are eternal because then yeah. that's how you're going to feel confident. I heard this thing the other day. It was so good. It was in a sermon and it was like talking about, it was in Deuteronomy or something where God said like, something about I love you um I love these people because I love these people and it was like a repetitive thing of like I love you and um they were saying I can't remember whose sermon I was listening to I want to say I, I really can't remember so shout out to whoever said this and they're talking about like if a wife if a husband says to the wife like I love you mm -hmm. and then she says why do you love me? Mm -hmm. And then whatever they say after this point is so important. <laughs> and he's like, because if they say anything other than I love you because I love you, yeah. it's not enough. Yeah. Because if they say I love you because you are, um, you know, because you're sexy. I love mm -hmm. you because you're funny. I love mm -hmm. you because you have a good attitude. Even those things. Because yeah. then you're like, 
well, what if I don't have a good attitude tomorrow? Yeah. What if I'm not funny all the time? Or what if I'm not sexy in this moment? That's then good. it's like, well, then they don't love me. But if they love you because they love you, then that is like the only thing that's really going to satisfy yeah, you because that's like good. that's never changing and that's how God feels. That's and good. so I do think like this is an important thing to talk about with modesty because mm-hmm. a lot of times like immodesty is like the way we go about trying to attract right. love uh-huh. when that's actually not the kind of attraction you want to get because that that is not going to be um it's not going to stay it's not yeah. going to last and yeah. it's actually going to bring on more insecurity than security right um, which this could be interesting segue into just security and confidence because yeah. i do think that a lot of women's um push towards other women being modest mm-hmm. sometimes does come from their own insecurity. Yes. Uh-huh. And I think that that is a really yeah. good thing to talk about because yeah. I feel like I kind of used to be that way. I wanted everyone to dress modest because I was like, well, if I'm going to dress modest, then you need you to dress need to modest do. because then the guys are going to notice you and not not me for yeah. sure because now I'm the modest dresser and you're yes. not. And so it's like you cast out this like uh-huh. idea to everyone that they have to wear this certain thing when it's actually not biblical Right. At all. You're uh-huh. saying it is because you're a Christian and they're saying it's biblical. Mm-hmm. It's actually not biblical. It's actually your insecurity yeah. wanting to make sure everyone's on the same equal playing field. That's really But good. you have to trust. Like if God's convicted you for that, trust that God is also going to come through with you for that. Yeah. You know, like he's going to mm-hmm. honor you in that way. He's going to see you in that way. You're going to um, be, you know, yeah. blessed by by just the blessing of the Lord in yeah. those ways. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just have to trust that, yeah. you know, if you That's feel good. convicted, then you're going to have to obey that conviction and you're mm-hmm. going to receive the blessing yeah. of the Lord. And that you can't thing. put that on you everybody that else, on like the spirit else. work yeah. on, on them as well. Yeah. I was thinking also about like in this, you know, you mentioned like modesty culture in the church or like people talk about purity culture in the church. And I think the there's a piece of that that is harmful in that like, we get so scared of our bodies, mm-hmm. like our bodies are sinful, our bodies yeah. are wrong, our bodies are so we're so scared. And then you become an adult, you you enter mm-hmm. marriage or whatever, and you've just been taught to be so fearful of your body yeah. that there's there's difficulties that can come with that too. And I just think that's that is that's really harmful. And yeah. like our bodies were God gave us our bodies. There he you know, he made yeah. them beautiful for yeah. a reason. And there, there's nothing to be ashamed of in that. Yeah. I'll never forget whenever I was a kid and my dad did something that actually like helped me, I think, with this because I was like probably like fourth grade. And I remember I was, and this is just a, a, a just a, it's weird that I have this memory, but um, our game room at our house had these big windows on the back. And I was, I love to like watch TV at night and there I love to watch Nick at night. And <laughs> so I remember I changed clothes, I, I changed into my pajamas in the game room and these windows were in the back and these boys had been were outside my window and they knocked and like let me know that they had just seen me change and I went to like bawling to my mom and dad like they just saw me change and I didn't you know I didn't mean to and everything and my dad was like it's all right so what you didn't know they didn't it doesn't matter you got a body they got a body whatever you know (laughs) and he just like made it be nothing you know and just helped me to not be ashamed of my body to know that like I didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't trying to yeah. like change in front of boys or whatever. It just happened and it yeah. wasn't a big deal, yeah. you know? And I, I remember that just really distinctly because I think it was a way for my dad to just say like, you're okay. Mm-hmm. That's not a big yeah. deal. Your body's your body. You're not yeah. like trying to be sexy or provocative. You're fourth grade or whatever. Changing you know? your clothes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I just I just thought that was a helpful yeah. 
thing for me, I think. Yeah. Um, kind of growing up in a church said that, you know, you did like count the inches from your knees <laughs> or whatever. Truly, yeah. and, and like we, those of you who have grown up in the church probably know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, Another thing, when you it's talked good. about like insecurity and anxiety, actually, I was, you know, just looking through through the Bible just to find places that it talks about our clothes and about yeah. modesty and everything. And Jesus actually talked about our clothes um, in his in, um, the Sermon on the Mount in mm-hmm. Matthew. This is Matthew 6. And he says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Hmm. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Hmm. If that if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you have little faith. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly fathers knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And I just thought that was so good because it just like clarifies that, you know, like these this is the outward. What like mm-hmm. all these things we're talking about, this is about the outward appearance. And mm-hmm. and Jesus just always, always goes back to like seek first his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Follow him. That's it's good. about it's about what the inner beauty and and Jesus is going to take care yeah. of, that, of those things for you. You know, so I thought I just thought that was really That's good. So true. That's so good. Yeah. Overall, I mean, it kind of goes back to even the tattoo thing, which mm-hmm. I think most of these conversations will go back to that because yeah. Jesus always went back to the heart. You know, yeah. it was mm-hmm. never about just the outward appearance. It was always about the heart. Mm-hmm. It was never just about the outward deeds. It was always about the yeah. what the heart's intentions were. You know, there are things in Scripture that clearly laid out like sin you know that is for sure surely misses the mark from what god is calls us to so it's not like all this thing is like a moving target that we can't ever know like there are things that god lays out and says like look this is against the heart of god this is not what i i want this is this is you know actual like sin sin. yeah that's laid out in the bible like there definitely is immodest mm-hmm. dressing, and yes. you know, and you know what that is. Yeah. And and I think if you are a Christian and you're dressing in an immodest way, if you're trying to like convince yourself that it's okay, it's probably not okay. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when conviction comes, we try to like convince yeah. ourselves, like, well, it's not that bad because so and so said it wasn't that bad, or they did it. Or mm-hmm. if you're trying to like convince yourself, like, oh, I yeah. think it's okay, yeah. then it's probably not okay, you know. Right. And if you're yeah. going out and you you know, like for a fact, like this outfit is to draw attention to your chest, to your butt, to your things that really should just be private and meant Mm -hmm. for you. Like maybe just ask yourself, like, does this really need to be worn? Does it, do I really, am I putting out what attention I actually want to receive? Like I said, Mm -hmm. when I was wearing the jeans I was wearing, with the tops I was wearing, I was seeking that kind of attention. And then when I got it, I'm like, that's actually not really what I want. You know, like, are you actually putting Mm -hmm. out what you want to get back in return? We want respect Mm -hmm. a lot, you know, as women. If you want respect, dress in a respectful way, present yourself in a respectful way, and you will get Mm -hmm. respect. But I do think like, that is so important. And on the other hand, the church thing is so important as well to not be too overcritical of other people or judgmental yeah. and, and to not see your body as a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. one of, one of I think, the coolest verses is 
honestly used to make me laugh when I was little in church whenever a pastor would say, and they were naked and felt no shame. <laughs> but I love that verse about Adam yeah. and Eve because they were a married couple who, you know, were naked and felt no shame. They, yeah. This was before sin entered. This was when they were just together and like holy, like union. Mm-hmm. And that is like such a beautiful thing that I feel like God truly still has for marriage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, in marriage, when you get married, you know, under just the purity and the loveliness of what God created for marriage, you can be naked and feel no shame. And I feel like that's what God has for us. And and if you feel shame in those ways because of something someone put on you or said about your body um, in a unhealthy way, then I do feel like that's something that maybe the Lord can redeem in your life. And maybe you can talk to someone who can help you through that because that's not God's intention for your body or Mm -hmm. for your marriage or for your life. Um, So anyways, I know we went to a lot of different places. And like we said, this is not going to be a perfect conversation. This is not going to be like, here's what it says. And this is exactly (laughs) what you're supposed to do. And this is, these are just some thoughts, some questions to ask yourself, some places in scripture to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, every time we do a conversation like this, it is going to be to seek the heart of Jesus. It is going to be to lead us into what his heart is for us, for our bodies, for our lives, for our marriages, for our friendships, for our communities, um, for ourselves. And so that's what we're trying to do. That's the understanding we're trying to bring. We're always going to, um, you know, base this off biblical truth. And we're always going to try to apply our everyday life to that and get as close as we can to being obedient to the heart of God. And so that's what we are striving to do. That's what we hope you feel. And um, I hope that you are encouraged by this conversation. I feel like this brings no shame to anyone. (laughs) This only encourages you in your life and in your lifestyle. Um, It's actually funny. I saw that um, someone commented on my last video, the the four or five minute one that I did. And they said, this was so good and so helpful. I'm going to go clean up my closet now. (laughs) And, you know, and me doing this, I wasn't saying you need to go clean up your closet, you know, but Mm -hmm. if the spirit convicts that in your life, I think that's awesome. I think once again, you have to follow your convictions that you feel and not judge Mm -hmm. others for the ones that they have or don't have. Um, So we're super excited to continue talking about these conversations. Um, If you have the desire to hear about another one, drop in the comments uh, below. We have a couple that we've been thinking about based off ones that you've already said. Um, And so, yeah, give us topics, give us ideas. But I hope this furthers your understanding of what it looks like to be modest and what it looks like to honor God with our modesty.